Hello, my name is Keegan Peck, and this is the Pipeline Project Podcast. If you would, after the show, please stick around for a couple of housekeeping items. But for now, let's get on with the message. How's your prayer life? Is it pretty good? Not as good as you'd like? I would bet that, if you're like me, sometimes it's great and sometimes not so much. Have you ever stopped and thought about why your prayer life suffers sometimes? What is it like when that happens? Is it because things are going great and you don't really need to ask for anything? Maybe it's because you feel like He isn't listening when you pray. What about when your prayer life is great? Is there something that precedes a time of meaningful prayer? Our prayer life is such an important part of a Christian's life, but it seems we don't talk about it all that much. At least, it hasn't been my experience. So where do we begin? Well, what's the first passage that comes to mind when you think of prayer? Odds are, it's the Lord's Prayer found in Matthew and Luke. I'd like to read real quick from Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. This passage is paralleled in Luke 11 and is basically the same aside from the last bit. But what I find so interesting in Luke is what precedes Jesus giving this model prayer. In Luke chapter 11, verse 1, it says, It happened that while Jesus was praying in a certain place, after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, Teach us to pray, just as John also taught his disciples. That seems like a strange request, doesn't it? Teach us how to pray? Isn't it pretty self-explanatory? You just close your eyes and talk to God, right? What is there to explain? Based on Jesus' response, though, it doesn't seem that he found it to be a dumb question. So, is there something there that we often miss at first glance? Is there more about prayer than we normally attribute to it? Well, maybe the best place to start is to examine Jesus' model prayer. So let's look at it again, and let's examine it, step by step, verse by verse. So starting in verse 9. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. He gives glory and reverence to God. He acknowledges to whom he is talking. It sounds formal, but then again, you are approaching the throne room of the Creator of the universe. I think, though, it is also a reminder to us that when we start our prayer, we know that He has all power, and so we can approach Him in confidence with our requests because He has the power to answer our requests. And this should also give us great boldness in our requests because we don't have to be limited by something small. He created all that was, that is, and that will ever be. So don't you think that he can handle our requests, if it is for the best? Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
he asks God's will to be done. To continue with the thought from the first verse, we can ask anything of him. And it is within his power to fulfill our requests, if it is what he wills, if it is part of his plan. His ultimate goal for mankind is that all should be saved. And though many reject his plan, he will still work it to save as many as possible. That also means that we as Christians must be willing to submit to his plans, because he can see the full picture. And though he loves us, and will always do what is best for us, that doesn't mean it will always be comfortable or what we want at the time, but it will be what is best. This is a submission to his will. Give us this day our daily bread. In this section, the model is to ask God for our daily needs, but there is a footnote next to day that says, Our bread for tomorrow. So what this is talking about is just our needs for tomorrow. But what about the next day or the day after that? Are we just supposed to take things one day at a time? If we look at a few paragraphs later, when Jesus is talking about anxiety, he addresses this, and keep in mind that all this was said at the same time, so you can't separate one thought from another in the Sermon on the Mount. So this is very much related. So in verses 31 through 34, he says, Do not worry then, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. As is reflected in the model prayer, Jesus also reminds us to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all other needs will be met. So are we really just supposed to ask for one day at a time? Does that serve a purpose? Maybe it serves as an encouragement for us to come back at the end of every day and ask for what is needed for the next. Yes, there are major life events that we pray about that are coming up in the future and that God wants us to bring to Him. I don't think that is what He's talking about here, though. I think it is the desire for us to constantly come to Him and to ask for what we need to make it another day and for us to trust Him for just one more day. In several verses of the Bible, the metaphor of a plant or a tree is used to describe us and our faith, and I don't think that's something we should overlook. If we are plants or trees, we had to start somewhere and did not initially have our roots in Christ. It is something that develops over time. As we go along, our faith and our trust deepen. And as we start out with trusting God for just one more day, and then one more day, and then one more day, our roots will extend further and further, and we trust more and more. A great description of this can be found in Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 7-8. through 8. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, and whose trust is in the Lord. For he will be like a tree planted by the water, that extends its roots by a stream, and will not fear when the heat comes. But its leaves will be green, and it will not be anxious in a year of drought, nor cease to yield fruit. We don't know what the future will hold, but if we just trust God with one day at a time, He will lead us, and He will provide for us. And forgive us of our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. We ask God to forgive us of our sins, but in what way? As we also have forgiven our debtors. 
We are asking God to do for us what we are doing for others. That carries a very weighty condition, doesn't it? Why not just forgive us? Well, in the very next verse, following the model prayer, Jesus says, For if you forgive others for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. We could spend hours on this topic, but I think the point is well made that forgiveness is about the heart. And if we are called to be like Christ, who is God, and He is willing to forgive everyone their sins, then we absolutely must be willing to forgive others. And finally, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Here we are modeled to ask God not to lead us into temptation, but rather to deliver us from evil. And though we can discuss many examples in the Bible of God allowing others to be tempted, for instance in Matthew 4 when it says that Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted, but I think that that's a discussion for another time with another focus. So I'd like to leave you with these two verses on this portion of the model prayer. In Psalms chapter 55, verses 22, it says, Cast your burden upon the Lord, and He will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 13, No temptation has overtaken you, but as is common to man. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide the way of escape also, so that you will be able to endure it. Whether you are a prayer warrior or someone who feels like your prayer life needs a lot of improvement, this model prayer is a great model for us. It starts with acknowledging God's power, asks for His will to be done, asks for our needs to be provided for, asks for forgiveness, and then asks for Him to lead us. Now, this doesn't address praying for others, and that is definitely something that is demonstrated and taught in the Bible. But this is a great starting place and shows us how we should approach God with our requests for our lives. So the next time you kneel in prayer, think about Jesus' example, and then be grateful and filled with awe that we are able to approach our Father who is in heaven, the creator of all that was, that is, and will ever be. And he will listen to us, and he will guide us. As it says in 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 through 15, This is the confidence with which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that He hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests which we have asked from Him. Thanks for listening to our show today. And thanks for sticking around. A couple of things I want to bring to your attention. First of all, we now have our own domain for the show and therefore a new email address. So, if you would like to reach out to us, and we would love it if you would, you can reach us at feedback at thepipelineproject.com. Once again, that's feedback at thepipelineproject.com. Also, it would be a great help to the show if you would give us a rating on iTunes, and even a review if you're so inclined. That helps us get even more people plugged into the show. And while you're there, if you haven't already, 
hit that subscribe button to have new episodes delivered to you on Sundays. And one more thing. If you love the show, be sure to tell a friend. We'd love to get our podcast out there to as many as possible. See you next time, and thanks for listening.